This is Chris Charles of Idle Features, and my guest this evening is actress and star of such films as Mark of the Astro Zombies, Blood Reunion 3, Hunters, and the upcoming Ted Violent Women, Part 2, Donna Hamblin. How are you tonight, Donna? I'm great. How are you? I'm great, too. Um, now, you and I have something in common. We're both San Francisco Giants and 49ers fans, true? Yeah, go Giants. Yeah. They're going to do it this year. <laughs> it, it's an even-numbered year. Um, yes. Yeah, we could go into that, but that's another interview altogether. Um, <laughs> True. So you live in Las Vegas. I um, do. So I know you weren't born or raised. You were, grew up in a, a small mountain town, you said. I did. Oh, my God. You know, you had to ask, didn't you? I actually, people are going to be shocked when they hear this because I, I, I do not share this. I was raised in southern Utah, <laughs> and no, I'm not Mormon, because <laughs> okay. that's the next question. So, yeah, I moved out of there when I was, uh, what, 15? I moved to Albuquerque with my brother. I just, I, I had to get out of there. <laughs> okay. So how long have you lived in Las Vegas? God, 30, what is it, 30 years now? Yeah. Okay, so you went through school 30. in Las Vegas, so you're almost a native. I, you know, I tell everybody if you make it past three years in Las Vegas, you consider yourself a native because usually people don't make it past a year. Mm -hmm. Now, let's see. You started out modeling uh, mm -hmm. before you got into acting. Uh, what type I of did. what type of modeling did you do before you got into acting? You know, I was doing like it, it was back for I did like a a promo for remember the photo huts. Okay, now I'm yeah. aging myself. Uh -huh. Okay, they were trying to promote black and white film, so I did a lot of modeling in the desert to to you know with uh, photographers for black and white. I did that, and then just a few little gigs around town. It wasn't much. It was just a start. I wanted to start in the entertainment industry somehow or some way and that seemed to be it here in las vegas at the time and uh it was very short-lived uh do you have any memorable photo shoots uh, for, for well, good or for bad oh yeah of course i do yeah i mean like the, the one for photo hut was great it was but you know people don't realize i was out in the desert I, it was the middle of summer i was in this really hot blazer and a white blouse, and it was, there's these giant desert bugs everywhere, I was trying to fight them off me, and oh my god, it was, it was terrible, so it was, half the pictures were of me screaming. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, uh, I noticed there's not uh, too much of you online from your earlier modeling days, or at least I haven't come across it. No, no, not at all, that's not something I promote, just okay. the movies. Okay, okay, so we'll get into that now. Um, now, the first film listed at your IMDb page is entitled Killer's Mind, and it was shot in, or at least released in 1999. Was that your first mm -hmm. film? It was. It was my very first film I ever did. And I actually got that movie through a local acting coach that I was taking classes from, mm -hmm. and they came to his you know, workshop one night I was there and, and they ended up casting most of the, the people out of there for that. It was with... Um, Oh, crap. Guy Bedard did that. He's a Frenchman. And that was that was the first actual movie. But there was television uh, stuff that I did on there. They're, I don't know why they're not on IMDb. They're not credited, but yeah. So Now, you've uh, been in several of Ted V. Michaels' films. Now, I, understand, I have. <laughs> I understand the two of you met on the set of Mark of the Astro Zombies. 
We did, yes. Oh, so it also starred uh, some uh, B-movie legends, uh, Tura Santana, uh, Liz Renee, Brink Stevens. Yes, all of them. And, you know, at the time, I was so young and naive in the industry, and I was so ignorant as to who they really were. I had no idea, no clue, <clears throat> until I evolved in the independent film and, you know, B-movie industry. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, what a fabulous opportunity, you know? Yeah, because they were some real legends, or are, I speak in the past tense for uh, Tora. Um, yeah. Brink, of course, is still alive. God, I should know about Liz, but I assume she's still... Yeah, she's still alive. No. What? Liz is? Oh, God, I, I, I okay, I, I, haven't done, she... I haven't done my research on that. Um, I, I believe she passed away a few years ago, but I don't don't quote me on that. Okay. Well, I've, I've already quoted myself, so never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, Brink is still with us. Um, she is. So what was uh, it like to make that one? What were, uh, Did you have any memorable interactions with those ladies? Mark of the Astro Zombies. Actually, I filmed mostly with Brink, and I just did a couple of short scenes, and only one of them was with Brink Stevens, and it was at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. We were all at a table and just, you know, uh, discussing a few things, and then it, it was done. But other than that, I didn't really hang out on the set with any of them. It was afterwards, like, you know, at the rap party and whatnot, that I met Tura and by the way, who was a fabulous, wonderful person, and her family and children and mm-hmm. grandchildren are just as nice as well. And uh, Liz Renee, you know, I would I see her all the time because I've been so involved with Ted at the rap parties or the premieres or at his house and, and whatnot, and very, very nice person she was. Okay, um, now I saw an interview with you on the set of another of Ted's films. Um, it was Ten Violent Women Part 2. The interview was yeah. conducted by our mutual friend, uh, Donnelly Heising. Yeah, she's such an awesome person. Yeah, I love yeah, Donna. Okay. What was it like for you making that one? The movie? Yes. Well, it's a long story. Actually, um, Ted first contacted me and wanted me to play the reporter, Angeline, on that movie. And um, I, I was really thrilled because... Francine York was playing the lead, who was also one of the leads in Ten Violet Women, part one. And I was thinking, wow, this is great, you know. And she's she had actually made remarks to Ted before when I did um, Astro Zombies M3 Clone. She had called him and said, who's this girl? Where'd you find her? And I was, like, so enamored and on such a high because she's such an icon, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out I was going to be playing next to her, I was, like, on cloud nine. And uh, unfortunately... She, she was not able to do the be the star in this movie, and she. Uh, so Ted called me a couple weeks before, and he said, "I need you to replace Francine in this movie." I said, "Oh my God, I've I've got all the script memorized for Angeline." So I had just you know like three weeks to memorize all the lead lines. I had to sing, lip sync, and all this, and so it was actually it was very very hectic for me. And I was very, very nervous. But, you know, once you get on camera and it rolls, you just flow with it. Mm-hmm. So it's been an amazing experience. And, I've, you know, there's uh, Jeffrey Cobes came from Los Angeles and, and played my husband. And, of course, Donna Lee Heising, uh, Leanne Langer, Langford from uh, California. And, I mean, Nils Hepling came all the way from Germany. It, it's just you know, all these people came all around to film with legendary Ted V. Michaels, and it's just been a great opportunity to work with them, too. Okay, um, what was it like to work with Jim DeVault on Blood Reunion 3? 
Excellent. Oh my god, he's such a nice guy. Wow. He he definitely brings a Texas hospitality to to, to the set and everywhere. Um he's very professional, very easygoing. Um you know, it's we just we had a lot of fun. He let us have a lot of fun. You know, he's very serious too, but he's I would work for him again. He's just a genuinely nice person, but professional. He knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, he just he has fun with it, too. You could tell. Okay. Uh, incidentally, uh, Liz Renee is no longer with us. I just did a quick Google. Oh, you her. did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're also in uh, Len Kabasinski's upcoming Angel of Reckoning. I recently yes. saw you post about that one. Can you... Give me a little info about that one at this point. Yes. Um, Angel of Reckoning is great. Um, oh, God, I, I don't even know where to start. There's so much to this movie. But basically, you know, a girl in the service comes back and her niece um, attempts, or not attempts, but commits suicide. And so she goes on a vengeance, and she's out to get everybody that was involved any way with this. And I actually got to play the uh, the kingpin, the you know the villain of the movie, which was really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but she goes out, and she she gets vengeance on everybody. This movie is just it's raised the bar. It's getting a lot of publicity. It's going to be great. I mean, it's I'm going to the premiere May seventh. It's going to be in Erie at uh, Basement Transmissions. So. And it's going to be video demand. It's going to be released in July and on DVD shortly after that. But right. it's a very dark, dark, deep movie. But it's it's really kicks ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, another one you're slated to be in uh, from Len Kabasinski is Bite of the Mummy. Is there any information you have on that one at this point? Well... Yeah, I'm hoping. It's right now the movie is in pre-production, and he's working with the guys from Red Letter Media. So nothing's really finalized on it yet, but, I'm yeah, I'm hoping it happens. I mean, the movie's definitely going to happen. Um, so we're just kind of, well, I'm kind of waiting to see, <laughs> and I can't really see anything as of yet. I do know that if I get the opportunity to do it, I definitely would. Um, I'll Anything I can do with Lynn, I'll do it. Um, you know, he's going to take this movie, he's going to put it in high gear, and he's going to run on high impact with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, even if a movie is uh, rumored, it will appear at uh, IMDb. Uh, no, it, speaking of it which... It will. Um, There's not much I can really say about it right now, because it's still in the talks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know how that goes. <laughs> okay. Okay, since we're talking about rumored movies, how about uh, Jeffrey Snyder's uh, Valeria? Oh, Valeria, Yeah. That's oh, well, Valeria. I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's a rumored. It's a science fiction, and um, so I, I would love to work with Jeff Schneider. He's a great person. I met him once here in Vegas, and uh, so I think I'm not sure if the movie's still. I, I guess it's still in pre-production. I'm still waiting to hear on it. But uh, again, it's it's going to be a great script. But I really don't have a whole lot of information on it. I, I wish I did. Okay. Um, let me ask you, what's been the most uh, physically challenging role you think you've had so far? Oh, physically challenging. Boy, that's a tough one. Um, gosh, you know, I really don't know if there was any. I mean, the most, as far as physicality in a movie I did was uh, 
Blood Mercury with Lynn Kabazinski. Mm-hmm. And in the opening credits, I'm a experiment that's gone array. And so I end up, you know, I get to kill three people, four people, something like that. And uh, so I was like ripping off arms and beating people to death with them. And this, but other than that, I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I'm, I was an accomplisher and I never got a fence in a movie. So I, I wish I could have done that, but I did it in a play, but not a movie. But yeah, with Blood Mercury, I called that my therapy movie. <laughs> okay. A young lady I did an interview with last year, uh, Ariel Brockfeld, who also does a lot of horror. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's also uh, an accomplished fan who's also never really had a chance to use her skills in a movie. So, Oh, uh, well, her and I have to get together yeah, and make a movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe you two will be cast in the same movie sometimes. And it, it, sometime, cool. if, if you ever are, you know, maybe you could uh, suggest that. Uh, Absolutely. Um, let's see. Now, despite being in so many horror films, I read in another interview that you can't watch certain ones because they frighten you so much, namely oh, yeah. the, the Exorcist and The Omen. Is that true? That is true. Those two movies scare the living hell out of me. I've never watched them. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to. For some reason, they just totally freak me out. And really? and I love horror movies. Yes, absolutely. Huh. I don't know what it is. They just, yeah, I can't do it. They freak me out. <laughs> okay. Are there any others that you just can't watch all the way through? Um, How about like know, the, the splatter movies? Like, oh, uh, the zombie like slasher. movies. Friday yeah, the 13th. No, no. Uh, Halloween in that genre. Oh no, I love those okay. absolutely. Yeah, I love all those movies. The slasher, the horror, the blood doesn't bother me. Wearing it does. It's so sticky and gooey. I can't stand it. But yeah. but watching them, no, I I love all that. Friday the Thirteenth, no, that does. It's just the Omen and the Exorcist. There's just something about it. I can't. It. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, with me, it's uh, sad movies, tear jerkers. I cannot. Um... Watch. I can watch any any kind of horror movie. I can watch, you know, any uh, arms being uh, pulled out by the sockets or anything like that, blood splattering. But God, if it's going to make you cry, uh-uh, I don't. That's oh, something I cannot watch. Softy, then. <laughs> I, you know what? I watched the movie Hachi. I've, I, and I always anybody that comes to my house, I'm like, you have to watch the movie Hachi. Do you know what movie that is? No, I don't. It, it's a true story based on a dog and takes place in japan where oh. it, it, it yeah it's and, a japanese and, film pardon it's a japanese film no it's not it's okay. made, but it, it was made for this happened in japan and they actually still have a statue of the real hachi dog his owner passed away um he was at work one day and hachi used to wait by the train station oh yeah yeah i know yeah okay yeah I know well i've watched that thing like seven or eight times and i ball like a baby every mm-hmm. time yeah so yeah, well, I get the, it. The Japanese and and especially I think the Koreans can really make a sad movie. God. Um, yes, they can. Yeah, there's uh, there's one Korean movie. God, if you like sad movies, Scent of Chrysanthemums. That's the English title. The actress um, in the movie died in real life of the same ailment her character in the movie died of. So no kidding. Yeah, top that. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, but sad movies for me. Uh. Uh-uh. I can't watch. I can watch any type of splatter movie. It doesn't bother me a bit. But Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so do you have any sort of hobbies or interests that most people don't know about? Well, um, you know what? I, I absolutely love to garden. I mean, growing flower, gardening, uh, yeah. Anything to do with hort- horticulture, I love. But 
<clears throat> other than that, like I consider hobby my love and my act, uh, hobby, you know. Um, but another thing too is like I have such a huge compassion to help people. I love doing volunteer work. I've done a lot of volunteer work uh. in my life. Anything from I uh, hospice, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, counseling hospice people right before they pass or yeah. day or whatever. Um, and I actually started a work program here in Las Vegas for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out too well. I worked on it for two years. Uh, people don't realize that, you know, at that time, 86% of the homeless population were mentally incapable of holding down a job. So it, it didn't work. We tried. And then we had, a you know, a mayor that just kind of shut all the homeless stuff down because he didn't really want it. And it, it just, yeah. But other than that, that, that would probably be my hobby and my other love is, is volunteering. Okay. It's very commendable. Um, yeah, I love, love it. Do you collect anything? Oh, gosh. You know, I don't think I do. I'm not a pack rat, mm-hmm. and I don't like clutter. So uh, there would be nothing that I collect, really. Okay. Ever, ever since I spoke to this one um, stunt woman, Hollywood stunt woman, who um, collects Pez dispensers, I always ask that question. <laughs> yeah, she gets set on fire, falls out of buildings, gets hit by cars, and she collects Pez dispensers. <laughs> Wow, that's cool, though. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Okay. Um, Okay, well, with that, I'll thank you again for joining me, Donna. Uh, In closing, do you have any shout-outs to anyone? I do. I have shout-outs to everybody. I mean, everybody in the industry and, you know, all the producers that are just rocking and have given me a chance and had faith in me and my friends. And I have to say, you know, Donna Lee Heising has helped me so much in the industry. Um, she's so great with promoting people. She's so unselfish with yeah. it. And my friend Luke Bernier in, in Montreal, he's my best friend. And if it wasn't for him, I would have never gotten involved in this in- industry in the first place. He's the one that really got me involved. Mm-hmm. And I have to say they just, you know, people like that just rock my world. And people like you that are willing to get people the chance and, inter, you know, to get out there and interview and keep this industry alive. It's great. Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, just one last question. Um, yes. Are you really petrified of the dark? Yes, really? I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I totally freak out. I yeah, I have a night light. I have a flashlight. I have lights everywhere. You know, I just it no, no dark for me. Can't do it. <laughs> so you sleep, you actually sleep with a nightlight on? Um, you know, I don't have so much of a nightlight, um, but there's got to be some kind of light, whether it's the hall light or whatever. When I was young, I would actually cover my head up with the covers because it would be dark and I'd feel safe under there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm completely, if, if it's completely dark and especially if I'm by myself, uh, it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a short film I could recommend that would really freak you out in the title escapes me right now, but I will send it to you once I find it. Okay. Oh my God. I, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on behalf of Donna and myself, I'll say thank you to fans, listeners, and readers of Idle Features. Besides our main website at idlefeatures.com, you can also hear Donna's interview at our podcast channel, which is now available on iTunes, along with many more interviews with ladies who are just worthy of a double take. This has been Chris Charles. Mm-hmm.